0: Hello out there. This is the official first episode of Bread of Life. I'm your host, Isaiah McCowan, and we're here to talk about Christ. We're here to talk about the gospel, to spread the good news. Um, And we're just so glad that we have Anchor FM as the platform for this. So I'm very thankful, very happy, very excited that uh, this is the official first episode. And it's, it's special uh, for the reason that, uh, today would be my mother's birthday. Um, she had, uh, cervical cancer, and, um, uh, she passed away in 2008 of October, and, uh, she had been battling cancer for a while, and, you know, you know, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So, with that being said, um, uh, she was born March 14th, uh, 1961, uh, she would be 59 years old. So with that, I just want to say I love you, Mother, and um, I know God is with you, and I'm just so thankful that he put a good mother in my life like you. You know, with that being said, um, all glory be to God. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the Trinity of God, and I touched up on it a little bit in the introduction uh, podcast uh, that I just put out. But I um, want to go a little bit deeper into it, um, just added scripture with it and uh, using that as, as the focal basis of this uh, teaching. Um, so with that being said, I just I'm thankful for all the people that, that listen to this and uh, are going to listen to this um, as we we're just getting started. And I just pray that the Lord anoints my voice and um, uses me in a mighty way that he may get all the glory. Amen. All right, so let's start it off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I pray that every ear that's listening, I pray that you open their ears. Every heart that's tuned in, open their heart, Lord. And send your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. We give you glory today because you've made such a a good day. Jesus, we recognize you as the King of kings, and you are even Lord of this day. So with that being said, Heavenly Father, I pray that you edify us and you help us to learn and understand your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So we're talking about the Trinity of God, the triune of God. You know, tri meaning three, un meaning one. Unity. All are one. So who is in the Trinity of God? The Trinity of God is is based of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit but we're going to read in 1st John chapter 5 verse 7 and 8 because there are witnesses in heaven and witnesses on earth as we're going to read and it reads in 1st John 5 and 7 and 8 for there is there are three that bear record in heaven the father the word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. So we see that it is an agreement between the father, the word and the Holy Ghost. All right. Who is the father? God, the father, Yahweh Elohim. Who is God the Son? God the Son is Jesus Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach, who is the Holy Ghost. That's God the Holy Spirit. God is the living spirit, the, the Ruach HaKodesh. And these three are all in agreement. So in 1 John 5 and 8, it tells us that there are witnesses also on earth. Those are the witnesses in heaven. Here are the witnesses in in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. So let's talk about those things, the the witnesses on earth. You know, if, if you're just now starting to come into the faith, one thing you should always know is that through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are redeemed. Through the water, we are baptized for the remission of our sins. Then receiving the Holy Spirit, and then obtaining the knowledge through spirit of truth that Jesus Christ is the son of God. This is what it means to be born again. All right. And. You know, the word. As it as it references as one of the witnesses in heaven, the word is simply Jesus Christ, because it tells us in John one. That, you know. The word was made flesh. The flesh that was that's from the word is Jesus Christ. And uh, so let's let's talk about the blood, the blood of the Lamb of God that covers the sins of man through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The spirit and the water. The spirit plus the water equals the blood. When you think of the water, you think of being baptized. It then receiving the Holy Spirit. You're now covered by the blood of Jesus, being born again into the Spirit of eternal life. So, where in, in where else in the Bible can we find the representation of the blood? So, if we do, we can go all the way back in the Old Testament in the Book of Exodus. All right, Exodus chapter twelve, verse twelve through thirteen. And it reads, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, says God, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord and the blood there's the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, there's the blood I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So the lamb's blood here in Exodus twelve and twelve through thirteen the lamb's blood will represent Jesus Christ, the shedding of innocent blood, and they was to get a lamb without blemish Jesus was without blemish without sin he knew no sin you know so it became a tradition of a feast of the passover to celebrate the the passing over through the blood and this was setting the stage for Jesus Christ showing you how powerful the blood is and uh if you want to go to the New Testament, we go to Mark chapter 14. It also talks about uh, the blood, referring to the blood. Chapter 14, verse 24, and it reads, And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. And this is at, at the This is when they all got together for the Last Supper, and um, Communion. This is what we celebrate now. Is Communion when you drink the 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 vine press, or you drink um, the fake wine, you, <laughs> or the or real wine. I don't know, but um, it's supposed to signify the blood, and then the bread is supposed to signify its flesh. Um, but he's saying right here uh, that it's. When you partake of this, you are coming into me, Jesus Christ, you know, because it was my blood that was shed. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. That's very powerful. You know, this is signifying Jesus Christ as the innocent lamb whose blood is shed for all. All right. And we can see that again in in scripture, everything in the word of God ties into each other with Jesus Christ being the the focal point, the bridge from the old covenant to the new covenant. And it's very, very powerful in Ephesians one and seven. If we go there. It says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Amen. You know, the blood is very powerful. The blood is what cleanses us of of all our sins and all our unrighteousness. As we walk through sin, you know, when you, when you get saved, you're not going to stop sinning. Okay? Okay? You're just supposed to do your best to to turn away from that sin and recognize your sin and repent of your sins and come to Jesus and let him wash you with the blood, with that innocent blood. All right. Now, let's talk about the water. All right. Jesus Christ is referred to as the living water springing up into eternal life. All right. We go to John. Chapter four, verses seven through 15. All right. And it reads, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samarians, Samaritans. Jesus said Unto her, if thou knowest the gift of God, who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given it thee, living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. That's powerful. And as we see, we read earlier in in 1 John 5 and 8, one of the witnesses on earth was the water okay and Jesus is telling the Samaritan woman about the living water and she's not understanding that he's referring that of himself and how I know that he's referring of himself if you go a few more chapters in chapter 7 And you go to verse 37 and 38. Again, he talks about the water. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He says the same thing that he just said in chapter 4 verse 17, verse seven through 15, when he was talking to the Samaritan woman, says the same exact thing. And when he goes into, to, if you read the next verse after verse 38 and 39, in parentheses is saying, but this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him shall receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So what what does the the water represent? The living water also represents the spirit, the Holy Ghost. But at that time, Jesus had not ascended yet. You know, God, the most high God sent Jesus. Jesus died, resurrected in three days, and when he he ascended back into heaven, he gave us the gift of, of the Holy Spirit. So let's go since we're talking about the water, let's go into the Old Testament again, and we'll see another reference. We've seen how the blood was referenced in in the Old Testament uh, as a foreshadowing of Of what was to come with Jesus Christ. With the Lamb's blood. Let's see what the water represents. In the Old Testament. As we go into the book of Numbers. Okay. Numbers chapter 20. Verse 10. And Moses and Aaron. Gathered the congregation together. Before the rock. This is when they've been wandering. In the wilderness. And the children of Israel are complaining about being thirsty. And he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their beasts also. So, what is, what does this mean? Jesus the, the Bible does things in the in the Old Testament that coincides with what happens in the New Testament. The rock represent, represents Jesus Christ. Jesus represents the rock. Water flows out of the rock. Out of my belly shall flow water, living water. Right? Moses was only supposed to speak to the rock. If you go a few verses ahead of that, he was only supposed to speak to the rock. That's what God commanded him to do. But he disobeyed and struck the rock twice. Therefore, uh, as a penalty for disobeying God, uh, he was not allowed to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. You know, And this is why. Um, when you look at Roman tradition and how they used to torture people and Jesus uh, was was tortured pretty bad before he he uh, he eventually died on the cross in Calvary, uh, but Romans believe forty lashes um, were enough to kill a man, and Jesus received thirty nine lashes. So when Moses hit the rock twice, and Jesus was a representation of this of of this rock, it went one over forty, because the rock represents Jesus Christ, signifying his death, even in the Old Testament. And a lot of people don't know that. And what and how do I know that? And we're going to go into the New Testament to confirm this. When you go to First Corinthians chapter 10, 1 through 4. And it reads, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud. And in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. See, we see a representation in the Old Testament of Jesus Christ being the rock. Being the rock, okay, and flowing with water to get to so that we don't be thirsty, so we're not thirsty um and it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful how God. This is the genius of the living God. You know. So with that being said, let's let's now talk about the spirit, okay? The spirit. If we go and talk about the spirit, we have to start at the beginning. Okay? In the beginning, God created The heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit, the Spirit of God, moved upon the face of the waters. Okay? We see the Spirit of God in the beginning. The Most High God equals a living spirit. Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection equals a living spirit. The Holy Ghost equals a living spirit. This is what this is the makeup of the triune trinity of God. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It's so this is this is the gospel. Okay. When you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Okay? And the Lord for a man of the dust. Of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay, this is pertaining to us because we are spiritual beings in a fleshly body. When God created us, it was through his spirit. The very breath of God is in us. He created us to have a relationship and fellowship. And when we are baptized, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of our sins, we become new creatures in the spirit. And second Corinthians. All right. Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Be- behold, all things are become new. We are all new creatures in the spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon us, receiving the Holy Ghost as new creatures walking in spirit and truth and in the newness of life. With the Holy Spirit dwelling with us forever. And how do how do we recognize the spirit? Well, our Bible tells us how to recognize the spirit It's, it's by the fruits of the spirit. If you go to Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22, and it reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions, the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And this is is the makeup. It says the spirit is one of the witnesses in earth as we read at the beginning. We see how the spirit ties in. We see how the water ties in. We see how the blood ties in. And then all three are in agreement to the triune God that's above in heaven. The the witnesses on earth are in agreement with the witnesses in heaven. This is our spiritual connection with the Most High God. And I just want to thank you, Jesus, (laughs) Thank you so much for helping us to understand who you are. This is your identity. This is the makeup of the living God. We give you all glory, God. We give you all glory. I want to end this with a prayer. Um, I thank you so much for listening to this first episode. Um, Next episode, we're going to talk about um, uh, we're going to stay on the topic of the spirit, the Holy spirit. And we're going to talk about what opposes the spirit. And we're going to break that down in, uh, pretty much into two parts. I'm going to try to make two parts of it. But, um, the first part is how the flesh opposes the spirit. And we're going to talk about the, the different asset aspects. And, um, uh, things that that divide our spirit and our flesh. There's no in-between. You're either one or the other. So with that being said, let's end this in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for another day that you've made and another day that you've given us through your grace and through your mercy, Heavenly Father. I just want to thank you for all the ears that's listening and all the hearts that's open, God. I pray that you touch each listener. I pray that you bless them, Lord. That you keep your hands over them, Lord. That you help them to understand your wisdom, God. Man's not logic is not enough. Is is but a, a a little bit to your wisdom and your understanding, God, of things. Because you see the things that we do not see, God. And you understand those things that we do not understand. But Heavenly Father, through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. I pray that you help us to gain an understanding, God, so we can have the knowledge of your truth. Heavenly Father, I give you all the glory today. I thank you for your son. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for the blood. Thank you for being the living water. Thank you for being that sacrificial lamb of God. Thank you. Thank you so much. We give you everything, that of ourselves. We pray that you forgive us of our sins that we all come to repentance in our heart and recognize that you are the Messiah. That is the basis of this podcast and the basis of the truth. I thank you so much, Lord, and we give you glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining. This is Bread of Life with Isaiah McCowan signing off. Be blessed
1: one more person, tell one more person if you're looking for somebody he's gone and he don't need nobody else there's no question of your greatness no searching of your power oh the wonder of to you 40 years is but one hour your knowledge is all encompassing to your wisdom there is no end oh for you alone Mercy is everlasting. Your truth is here always. You are He who was and is and is to come. Who is He that can number your days? You flung the sun to burn in space. And the night's moon I light from day Oh You alone You're God You're God Elohim You're everything I need You are God Alone Now until the King Eternal we Oh!
0: Hello, listeners out there. My name is Isaiah McCowan of Bread of Life Ministries. we like to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify, Bread of Life by Isaiah McAllen. And we're also on SoundCloud as well, if you want to hear our podcast there as well. We're also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Bread of Life Ministries. If you ever want to watch a video of this content, we thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you be blessed and... I pray that you continue to be with us as God continue to use me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much and be blessed, people.